batting for the New York Yankees, the shortstop, number two. Welcome back. This is episode 94 of the NYYST podcast presented to you by NYYSportsTalk.com. I'm your host, Christian. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. You! And Stat Guy Rye. What up? It's our first show of 2019, fellas. 2019? How was your New Year's, pal? Ugh. I had to spend it with you, unfortunately. And my kids. My wife. Yeah. And my wife. Poor you. Poor me. Should have went out. I was trying to stay home, to be honest with you. That's how I felt at your... Uh, stupid Christmas party that I went to when I was oh, hungover. My stupid Christmas party. Yep. Your stupid New Year's Eve party. Yeah, that's it. We're both on the same page. You got me back. You had your revenge. So it was just you two here on New Year's. Just the two of you. The kids and uh, we held the kids. Oh, the kids are we in the ball drops. Oh, you guys watched the ball drop, and then we set off fireworks. I don't even remember the ball drop. <laughs> no, I do. I was just getting sleepy by twelve. That's what happens when you drink a whole bottle of Jameson to yourself. Did you yeah. really do that? Yeah, I drank a lot, like a big bottle. People of it. can't see what you're doing right now. Ryan, Ryan's yeah. Ryan was showing, Ryan was showing, showing the size of the bottle. No, they saw it. Oh, it was did? huge. Yeah, they could tell. Huge bottle. Huge. Uh, I I, apolo- I had to apologize to your wife because she thought I was having a miserable time because I was with you. And, and, and you waited for your apolo- apology to me to be... On air during the podcast. Yeah. I mean, generally, my answer would be I was having a bad time because I was in your presence. But we did have your surprise 30th birthday Saturday. Which was absolutely incredible. Thank you to my wife and everyone who showed up and helped. And your wife. And all you guys. Yeah. It was incredible. Ryan did nothing. Yeah, I really (laughs) didn't do anything. But uh, Megan Lindsay did a whole lot of work for you, Chris. That was incredible. Yeah, and then uh, I had a wedding Sunday night, which was just a shit show. Yeah, I saw. I saw videos. Let's talk about my party for a second. How the game, what was it, game five, game five yeah. of the 2000 World Series. Perfect Christian touch. and Ryan are sitting in front of the TV screaming at it like the game's <laughs> live. I miss baseball. Yeah, we had to yeah. recreate how you are watching games. It's for your birthday. Thanks. It's for you. And then by the time we got to New Year's Eve, I was I was finished. I don't blame you. Like, I can't do three days in a row anymore. I understand. I'm I'm an understanding person, unlike you. Watching that game, though, you're right, dude. This is definitely the most I've missed baseball at this point of of the year. Yeah. Already? Yeah. I'm just craving it. Yeah, I miss it. Uh, It needs to be back. I don't know if it's because this was the first full year we've really thrown ourselves into this outlet. That it's we're like junkies and we're get high off of baseball and now we don't have it anymore. Hey, I'm fine with that. Listen, and we're jonesing for it like a crackhead. Like I need a hit. I need. I need need three hours. I need three hours. I need three hours. We had the big story with Stanton last off season, right? Yeah. But this off season's been somewhat slower as well. But I feel like we've had a lot more content to continually continually do shows and not really grasp for straws. Well, we've been honestly, it's been a struggle to get through some of these shows. But not as much really, as last year though. We had two major stories carry us last year. The Yankees hired a new manager and traded you know for what the it reigning is, MVP. You know what it is? This whole Machado stuff being dragged out 
it just gives you new things to talk about with it every single week. But what is there to talk about? Like, what is he doing right now? Why does Manny Machado have to make a decision so soon? Because I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit surrounding whether, where is he going? Why have the Yankees signed him? But that's the thing, right? The Yankees did their part. And Cashman's not supposed to just sit around and wait. He still has to be proactive. What if Manny doesn't make another his decision for another three weeks? He still has to make moves. What do you think? I mean, everyone thinks him making move, moves means that he gave up on Machado. Absolutely not. He's being proactive. He needs to be. No, and I agree. And we gotta. We actually have a lot of stuff to talk about in this episode because there are a few different things that happened since the last time we recorded, which was before the new year. You know, Zach Britton uh, is back with the Yankees. We're recording Sunday morning. He signed late Saturday night. D-Rob went to the Phillies. Um, Cashman kind of backtracked off a trade in Sonny Gray a little bit, which we have to get into. Uh, Tulowitzki's a New York Yankee, probably six years too late, but he's here now. And uh, we got to talk about uh, everybody who couldn't read a friggin' chart to save their life when they were in uh, a sophomore in high school but all of a sudden now everybody's got one on twitter so we have to talk about that too a chart a chart what chart a payroll chart oh right <laughs> right so uh let's since we're talking about machado let's do Tulowitzki first let's get him out of the way okay because i don't think there's not too much to talk about but it is something to talk about and absolutely is something to talk about I love this move by the Yankees bringing in Troy Tulowitzki. It has zero risk and huge, huge reward for the ball club. You're really only looking to get, what, three, four months out of Troy Tulowitzki. You're not even looking to get a full season out of him. Or he shows up healthy and he plays, you know, a decent season. He's Troy Tulowitzki still. He just hasn't been healthy. He didn't play at all last year. He played. Ryan can look this up. He played 60 games in the last two years. Ryan's got to do his job more in 2019. He's kind of gotten away from doing his job. I think in job. 2016 was his last full season. Yeah, so Ryan's got to look up how many games he played. In but 20, he had like almost 30 home 30 runs. He played 30 games in He didn't play at all last year, right? 17. No, he didn't play at all. And then I think he played 60 in, 60 in, 26, in 2017. But here's here's where I go with Troy Tulowitzki. It's no risk. You're paying him five hundred thousand dollars. So you, so there's no financial risk at all. And you had six. There, there's being reports that sixteen other teams showed interest after his workout. And the crazy thing is, he had because of that, he had leverage, and the Yankees uh, put a no trade clause in his contract. Yes. And here's the thing, which you would think you you really don't think anything of that. Right, oh, Troy Tulowitzki, who's going to want him? But if let's say the Yankees get Machado and, and Duhars here and Didi comes back healthy and Troy Tulowitzki's playing well, you know, you got to trade somebody. Right, yeah. And it, apparently it all stemmed from uh, he after like, he was traded yeah, in Colorado. To Toronto, which right. I would be pissed off about too. But so he didn't play at all last year. He played 66 games in 2017, 131 in 2016, and 128 in 2015. He's never been a guy that really, right? Has he ever played like 150 games in a season? The most he played was 155 <laughs> was in 2007, 151 in 2009. Wow. Those 143 his... in 2011. But so he's been thing. a guy that's always missed time. But here's the yes. thing. Are we, did we get Troy Tulowitzki 
And did we spend a crazy amount of money where that's a huge risk to us right no, now? There's if no he gets risk. injured, it's there's no such risk. A, it's the definition of low risk, high reward. If he gets right. hit by a bus going to Sarasota to play, uh, who play? Look up who plays in Sarasota. I know that's a that's a spring training spot there. But we always talk about upside. But if he gets hit by a bus on a trip to Sarasota to play, oh my God, who? Sarasota Reds. Really? That's where the Reds train? Yeah. Okay. So let's say he. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and he can't play the rest of the year. It's really, what are you losing? Right. As long as he doesn't, you know, you hope he's not too injured from from the bus hit. What number does he go with? I'm going, I'm saying number 12. Wow. Well, Will they your, let that happen after Headley and Andy Phillips? Tyler and, Wade. Tyler yeah, what Wade. about your buddy there, Tyler Wade? Well, he's taking his spot on the 25. Really, he should wear 22 because we know that's never going to be worn this year. Never. I was thinking that, but Ellsbury's going to play. But he's really his bronchitis still hasn't cleared up. <laughs> Listen, we talk about upside right all the time. That's all you have to look at in things like this. Think of the upside that Tulowitzki brings to this club. If if Didi wasn't injured right now and they just went out on a limb and got Troy Tulowitzki, then you could sit here and say it was pointless or it whatever. It still wouldn't be pointless. It still wouldn't be. It still wouldn't be. But I'm saying you'd have a little bit more of a case at that point. This is a team that everyone thinks that. Just because Cashman went out and got him, that means he's giving up a Manny Machado. It absolutely does not mean that. It means that Brian Cashman isn't going to sit around for another two, three weeks, however long it takes Machado to sign, and just let let things go and just sit back and kick his feet up. He's got to be proactive. He can't be caught with his pants down. That Machado goes somewhere else, and then all the other options right. to play shortstop are gone because he waited on one and guy. I, and I said this too, you know? If you have the opportunity to get Troy Tulowitzki, I don't care how injured he's been. If you have the opportunity to get him after you've seen his workout, he looks healthy, he looks ready to go. If you have an opportunity to get him at league minimum when your shortstop is hurt, if you can look, if you want to take every negative and and put it into this deal, fine. But think of the one positive: he's not going anywhere else. What if he does become a really big impact player this year somehow? You got him at league minimum. You're keeping him from other teams just as much as it is you getting him. Well, his former manager, John Gibbons, said that maybe the bat might not be there, but there's one thing that Tulo can still do, and he can still pick it he's at still, short. Yeah, okay. He still has good you know, good range at short. And honestly, this is what I was saying about signing a Danny Echeverria. Isn't that really what you want right now to somebody to be a really good defender at shortstop? Yeah, the only thing with Tulo, though, is that if he's truly healthy... I think he can be a much better uh, hitter than than Hedania Echeverria would be. No, yeah, he's got a better uh, ups, um, bigger upside in being a better hitter than X right. does. But so that's where the move just it just makes sense. But if he's a two ten hitter, but he's playing close to Gold Glove defense, I don't care. And then everyone's all bent out of shape that Cashman came on and said, we expect him to be our starting shortstop. What the, what's he supposed to say? He doesn't have another shortstop right what's, now. What is he supposed to say? What is he supposed to? Is he supposed to sit there and say, "Yeah, we got him," but we expect him to be hurt by the time the the season starts? No. no. What they wanted him to say was, "Manny Machado is going to be my shortstop," but you can't. He's not a Yankee, right? You can't be like, "Oh yeah," like I'm sure he loved Mike Trout to play center field, right? <laughs> but he's like, "Yeah, Mike Trout's my center fielder," the but I know he is, plays for another team. The right problem now. is, all these fans have Manny Machado on this team or whoever they want on this team. Just because Cashman makes those statements doesn't mean he doesn't want Manny Machado on this team. 
he has to be realistic. He has to see what he has in front of him. Right now, Troy Tulowitzki is the starting shortstop as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. People got bent out of shape. They're like, oh, the Yankees are cheap, and that's why they got Tulo, because they don't want to spend the money on Machado. Right. No, it's because they need an insurance policy. It doesn't matter. The Yankees could offer Manny Machado 40 years and $10 billion. He could still say no to that. Right. And then what are you supposed to do? Right. It's not. The ball is no longer in the Yankees' court. Manny Machado hasn't made a decision. There's no counter offer right now. They made their offer. They met with him. They did what they had to do. If Manny Machado comes back to them with a bigger deal that they need to match or whatever, and it's out of the Yankees range where they feel comfortable paying him, then so be it. I mean, am I going to be upset? Yeah, I'm going to be upset if Manny Machado isn't a Yankee. I really want him here. I do. It's Manny Machado. But to your point last week, do they really need him to win a World Series? No. They got the guy that you said they needed, and that was a great move. And again, everyone thinks that they got Zach Britton now, they spent more money, that's it. Manny Machado's off the table. Wrong. You're wrong. No, it's the Yankees are still in this. They, If they weren't, you would have heard like, oh, Yankees signed Britton, withdraw offer from Machado. Right, exactly. So that's not what happened. You know, the Yankees offer to Machado was still on the table, there was a report that came out yesterday from a couple of, you know, reputable people, not this, you know, trolling jag off Dan Clark, who, I mean, that was our mistake by, you know, putting his name in a title of an, of an episode we did. Hey, he did. He reported it. That was the title of the episode. Yeah, but he's, uh, you know, and then more information came out about this guy that he's basically a nobody. Right. Who cares? We discussed the nobody tweet about him reporting it. And we said, who knows? Do you take it with a grain of salt? Maybe. Maybe you don't. But, you know, like I was saying, uh, a couple, you know, real reputable people said that there are no 10-year offers on the table for Machado. Mm -hmm. Nobody's gone towards $300 million. All the offers are believed to be in between 200 and 250. Yeah. So... You know, that's not just the Yankees not going to $300 million. That's everybody not going to $300 million. So is everybody cheap now, or is it just still the Yankees? Still the Yankees, bro. It's always just still the Yankees. And I saw this this morning, that with signing Britain, the Yankees are either right on the line or right over. It's hard to estimate because you don't know exactly what guys are going to get in arbitration at the luxury tax on right. threshold. So again, are they being cheap because they still have to give all these arbitration numbers out? They're still engaged with Adam Adovino. They're still out there trying to sign Manny Machado. So it it's not like there's like, okay, we're here, we're at the luxury tax level, no more signings. Can you shed some light on something for me? Again, I, I give you credit for stuff like this. You're you're very you're very good with stuff like this. If the Yankees were to just go out there and be obnoxious this year, right? Say they were just to go out and spend money on everyone. Everyone wants them to get Corbin. That was a big miss, right, for them. Um, they should get Harper and Machado and Britton and Adovino because they have the money, guys, right? Don't let them fool you. They have the money. Christian, what happens, right, when all of our young talent that we're paying nothing for comes up and it's time to sign them? Judge, Sanchez, trade it, Torres, trade it, Andujar, walk. Uh, what if Frazier becomes a huge superstar this year? Traded. What happens then? Free agent. And here's the thing. I always say, don't worry about the future. <laughs> worry about right now. Here's the difference. We don't have a bunch of scrubs that we're barely paying anything to right now. 
We have guys right now who can who can win a championship. So you do have to care about them in the future. You do. Because it's not like we have a bunch of uh, momos running out onto the field. No, the Yankees have to. I know the fans don't want to hear it because they don't care about what happens tomorrow. They only care about what happens today. But if you're Hal Steinbrunner, if you're Brian Cashman, you have to have a five-year plan. You have to. You're and, a, you're a friggin' idiot if you're running a business and don't have a five-year and, plan. And we're not talking about prospects. We're not talking no, these about are major not, league stars. Right. We're not talking about not trading guys now for the future. No, we're in agreement with that. Right now, if you're not ready to play in this team, screw you. I don't well, care. If Estevan Florio could be Mickey right, Mantle, but right. if you're gonna, if the Cleveland Indians say, "Hey, you know what? If I'll take him and some lesser prospects, and you can have Corey Kluber," done, done. But that doesn't mean that I'm not worried about in five years that I'm gonna have to pay Severino, Sanchez, uh, right. Aaron Judge, Miguel Andujar, Glaber Torres. Right. And then what do you want? You want a bunch of guys with six, seven, eight-year deals, six, seven, eight-year deals like Machado, Harper, Corbin, and then you know what? When does uh, Batances become a free agent? Tw- after this, after this after season, season? Yeah. you're gonna to want to sign him if he has a yeah. big year. No, I mean you guys got to think about this. Yeah. You all have of, to. All of their main contributors are barely making any money right. in, in terms of baseball and, salary and, and, and barely making any money, but producing on a level that, n- that no if, other if they prospects ever has ever come up and been this successful all at once to any team. If they weren't on this team, this team would be nothing, nothing. right now. You have Judge, Severino, Sanchez, Batances, Torres, Andujar, Chad Green, Aaron Hicks isn't even right. being paid that much. That's the entire roster. Well, if you take out Aaron Hicks, all those guys are making what about 600 grand or less? Yeah, it's crazy or less. So so no shit we have a low payroll right now. It's not about the payroll when you have this kind of team constructed. That was the whole point in 2016. Get with it. Yeah. It's not just about right now when it comes to spending money. It's about it's about looking at the talent that you have, evaluating the talent that you're putting on the field and what you truly need to spend and lock up to win a World Series. I'm sorry. You took it here, so let's go here now. I was going to wait till later in the show to do it, but you already brought it up, so let's do it. You know, getting all these tweets of the Yankees' uh, revenue to payroll uh, charts. Dude, you know what you can do with them? You can roll them in a ball, throw it in the garbage, or if you run out of toilet paper, wipe you your, wipe ass, your with ass with it. Them. Yep. Because all you're doing is looking at two numbers, but you don't... Take the time. I say this all the time. Take 10 seconds and think. Why has the Yankees payroll been going down in the last two seasons? It's not because they don't have a... Oh, this is my favorite. Hal doesn't care about winning because the payroll is going down. Uh, No. If you took... Just take 10 seconds. If you're one of those people that, that tweet me charts and graphs and say payroll to revenue and pay... Yankees make $600 million, and but they only spend 160 on the payroll. First of all... In 2015, the Yankees were a bloated, old... They, even though they made the playoffs, they were bloated. They were old. They were boring. They were us. Isn't, they were us. Isn't this a better team now? Yes. Think about what Brian Cashman did in a span of, what, three, four months? Three, four seconds, it felt like. Right? 2016, this team was hovering around 500. They were playing Tampa Bay. Didn't they just get swept? Yep. He said, that was it. He said, that- forget it. I'm done. This team sucks. I woke up to uh, to a headline that said Andrew Miller traded. He said, this team sucks. They're old. They're never going to win anything. It's time to go young. And then within of a season, this team is back in the postseason. Gets no credit for it. And you want to actually even take it a step further? 
2016 when they brought up Judge and um, Gary. San, Gary and, um, and Tyler, Austin. Tyler Austin. Remember the Sevy, remember that right? surge no, of Sevy was, was bad. That remember year. that surge of energy yeah. you felt. And guess what? They weren't. And even, Greg Bird they actually started to make a little bit of a run back into it. Not that you ever thought that they were realistically gonna gonna make the playoffs, but you actually saw a bright future again. But guys, guess what happens? When Brian McCann is traded, and Carlos Beltran is traded, and A-Rod retires, and Mark Teixeira retires, and you replace him with Greg Bird, Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, guess what happens? Your oh, payroll, payroll disappears. Your payroll goes mm. down. Why? Mm. Because you're paying guys $15, 20 $30 million a year, and you're replacing them with guys... That are making $500,000 a year. And why? Was it because the Yankees are being cheap? No. Or did they have a plan in place to get younger and get better? Someone sent me a chart where the Yankees were like eighth on the payroll right now. And they were flipping out. I said, this should make you ecstatic. Because look at the talent that that is being put out there and producing at this payroll. Think about that. Think about that. This is the two examples I always use right here. 2016, the Yankees said goodbye to Brian McCann, goodbye to Carlos Beltran. They were making, what, $30, $32 million a year right there? And they replaced him with Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez, who make a combined $1 million and change. It's crazy. Who makes the Yankees better? It's It's not even a debate. Not even close. But you don't take the 10 seconds to think about right. that and just see that the Yankees shaved $30 million off the right. payroll. They're cheap. They don't care about winning. Who's fucking better, Aaron Judge or Carlos Beltran? Um, I'm going to go with Aaron Judge. Who's better, Gary Sanchez or Brian McCann? Uh, I'm going to go with Gary Sanchez. But the Yankees don't care about winning because Brian McCann makes X dollars and Gary Sanchez doesn't. So that means that the payroll goes down and they should just spend on everyone and not care about when they have to sign the other guys. Cause guess what? They're cheap and they're probably not going to sign them anyway. That's the arguments I've had. If you look at it, Seve, Seve's your best pitcher. Aaron Judge is your best position player. You have one of the best catchers in baseball. I don't care what anybody says in Gary Sanchez. And you have Miguel Andujar who rakes he just the guy, the guy just rakes rakes, and then you got Glaber Torres, who I think we all he was an all star in his rookie year, and I think we all think he can hold up to that level. Absolutely, they make a combined two and a, you know we're using rough estimates combined two and a half million dollars. It's this crazy. Season. It's crazy. If they were all free agents that you had to sign on the open market, yep. what are you looking at? A hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty yep. million dollars. You have to easily per season. You'd have to sign these guys for Abs- easily. Easily. Are the Yankees not better with these guys at those salaries than if they had to go out and sign players on the free agent market? Think of what think of what Lance Lynn got in the free agent market next year. It's crazy. That's a great that's a great example. Who would you rather have starting for your baseball team, Luis Severino or Lance Lynn? Um I'm gonna go with Luis Severino. Okay. We all liked Andrew McCutcheon. We all thought he did a good job when he was a Yankee. Loved him. The yeah, guy got cool. what? Is, what is he making? Sixteen, 16 million dollars this think. past yes. season. Who's a better player, Aaron Judge or Andrew McCutcheon? Who would you rather see patrolling right field hmm. in Yankee Stadium, Aaron Judge or Andrew McCutcheon? Hmm. Judge. But who makes more money? 
McCutcheon. Does money equate to, to talent now? No, apparently it does. Because now. that's what these fans that only complain about the payroll don't understand. Money does not equate to talent. And if you took 10 seconds to think about that, you'd be like, oh, wow, the Yankees aren't being cheap. They got younger. They got better. They shed all these terrible, disgusting contracts that made us old and boring and gave us, what, one playoff appearance from 2013 to 2017? Here's, here's how you Break it down right here. It's as simple as this. Here's how I can prove to everyone listening that we are not just being biased Yankee homers, whatever you want to call us. Christian, if if the Yankee Ryan, you can answer this too. If the Yankees won 75 to 80 games last year, didn't make the playoffs, their payroll was sitting at 120 and they weren't being more aggressive signing all these guys. Would you would you be a little bit more hesitant if all these guys came up and they weren't showing right away that they could be stars would you maybe say all right they gotta they gotta go do something they gotta spend money we don't have we need to get there would you be fighting that they need to spend more money i would be i would still be a little bit patient because of this reason understood some of these guys don't we do i don't think fans really grasp how incredibly lucky we are that aaron judge superstar Right. right off the bat, right. superstar. Right. Gary Sanchez, take away 2018. I'm going to chalk that up to injury. Came out and raked like no catcher since Mike right. Piazza, right? right? Luis Severino, you want to take his second half of the last year into account? Fine. But dude's got stuff and has pitched like an absolute ace in this league. He has. Okay. Miguel Andujar was probably the best hitter on the Yankees last season. Absolutely. Okay. Torres. Doubles machine. Glaber Torres, rookie. Uh, Made the All Star team, and we're, that and we're still waiting to see Clint Frazier. Who, do, yeah, but mm-hmm. that I'm just saying that's what five guys right there. Yeah, that doesn't happen. No, that oh, doesn't happen. And what about Batances? What about Batances if he has a huge year? I mean, Batances was a guy who came up and who you want to talk about his downside and and when he is all over the place, but. Take all that aside and go on go on baseball reference right now and look at all his stats. They are through the roof. Through the roof. This team is ready now, and I get that you want to be patient, but what I'm saying is, would you be a little bit more on everyone else's side saying, okay, something's got to give here. They do need to build upon what they have more than they're doing. No, if they if none of the if you only had maybe like one or two of these guys hit at that level, right. then that's yeah, what you, I'm saying. You'd be like, Absolutely. okay, maybe we should throw some money out there and uh, you know, we need Bryce Harper. We definitely yeah. need Bryce but Harper. But be more team... frustrated with Machado signing elsewhere. Right. Yeah. Did this team not make it to game seven of the ALCS in twenty seventeen? Did this team not win a hundred games last season where any other year that that team would have been in, in uh division winners? You just have to chalk up last season to Boston Red Sox. They were that had good. A historic and you know what? season. And we had a rookie manager. That's not easy. No. They did that with a rookie manager and a bunch of guys who are inexperienced who are still learning the game at a major league level they were able to accomplish what they did you know that i believe it was prior to the 2017 season the red sox reset their luxury tax did they and then they went out and spent a whole bunch of money ah what did the yankees do they just reset theirs, I think. And, you know, and then what do they do this offseason? They're they, starting to spend some money, spend but some uh, money. not to the fans, they're not. But if they land every guy that they've shown interest in right now that they're being very aggressive with, uh, their payroll is going to be through the roof. Who was the best relief pitcher on the open market? 
best relief pitcher on the open market, yeah. Zach Britton. Where is he right now? He's on the Yankees. If you if you don't take into account the gross overpay that Patrick Corbin got, who was the best starting pitcher on the open market? Patrick Corbin. If you don't take that into account, you take him out of the equation because he was grossly overpaid. Uh, Jay Happ. Where is he right now? Yankees. Okay. And talk about trades. Who was the best starting pitcher traded in the offseason? James Paxton. Where is he right now? New York Yankees. Who's the second best um, relief pitcher right now available that you can argue is probably the second best free agent? See, I know what you're saying, but I would put Robertson above Adam Adovino. Oh, you're crazy. I think you're forgetting about Craig Kimbrell, too. I I think Kimbrell's the best. I'm not big on Kimbrell. I'm not big on Kimbrell. You want to know why? He he showed his true hand last season. The Red Sox wouldn't even go to, didn't even want to go to him. Yeah, but they need him. They, Ooh, they the Yankees need, need him? No, the Red Sox do. The Red Sox did. The Yankees don't need a guy like that in their bullpen. No, I don't I don't want any part of Craig Kimbrell, but the Red you're Sox You're going to have you going to have Kimbrell uh throwing uh to the backstop and Chapman uh coming in not But the Red Sox sh- absolutely need to resign him. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if the no, Yankees the Red- get Ottavino. Adovino. But again, guys, if you're going to show me charts, think, critically think for 10 seconds, then come back to me and we can have a logical discussion about it. Right. Don't just show me, be like, oh, the Yankees made $600 million and they only spent $160 million on payroll. And here's my, here's another one that I love. Hal pockets the money. He owns a business. (laughs) (laughs) If you own the business, what do you, what do you do with your revenue? You just throw it on the street. Like you, like it's raining, uh, raining money. You just, you just throw it. You just, you, you put some it. of it back into the business so the business can grow, and then you profit it. Here's my then favorite. You profit one. the money. Here's my favorite one. The Yankees are worth four billion, whatever the hell, it, whatever the hell it is now. He doesn't. He just keeps making money and lowering the payroll. He doesn't care about winning. Oh, he doesn't. Then just sell, sell the team, right? If you don't care about winning, sell the team. How, how does House Steinbrenner make his money? By producing championship caliber teams that that can win beyond now how does how Stein how does how Steinbrunner make money come on think about this for a second how does how Steinbrunner make money what has to happen for Steinbrunner to get money in people his have to sit in the seats what's that again people have to buy tickets and sit in sit say in that the one seats. more time say that one more sitting in the seat people have to go to Yankee games buying all the beer right people have to go to Yankee games if right. people don't dollar hot dogs if people don't go to Yankee games how Steinbrenner doesn't make money because guess what the biggest driving force of revenue for the Yankees is what um ticket sales okay so if they don't make money on ticket sales guess what how Steinbrenner doesn't make Money. Okay. Dinero. Okay. If the Yankees are bad, if Hal Steinbrenner doesn't care about winning and the Yankees are bad, guess what happens? Um, People stop buying tickets. And what happens when people stop buying tickets to Yankee games? Hal Steinbrenner don't make that money. Okay. So if Hal doesn't care about winning and all he cares about is making money... Then how come you? Oh, oh, you know what we had there? We had a little goodwill hunting moment where someone keeps answering the, the uh, you know the equation mm-hmm. on the board, we, but no one knows who it is. We just found right. the person. We just found goodwill hunting. We found Will. I'm Ben Affleck. No, no, I'm no you'd be Matt Damon. I'm no. definitely Ben Affleck. No, because I you know what I fucking want for you. <laughs> I want to show up to your fucking house one day, and I want to knock on your door, and I want you to be gone. Okay, so if Hal, again, if Hal doesn't care about winning, why 
he cares about only making money. But if you don't go to games because the Yankees aren't good, how's he making that and money? And ever since they reset this team, and this team has been fun, energetic, producing, their their ticket sales have gone through. Because guess the what roof. was down in 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016? Guess ticket what was sales. down? Ticket sales. Oh. People showing up. People showing up to the stadium. And guess where he makes the buku bucks? People showing up to the stadium. When? In the playoffs. In the postseason. Ooh, that's a big money. That's where he makes the big money. Do you see where we're taking this, folks? And guess what? Guess where else he makes a ton of money? Where? In ad revenue on the Yes Network. When people watch the games. And guess what they don't watch when the Yankees are bad? The Yankee, the Yankee games. <laughs> Come on, people, wow. use your brains a little, man. Did he? Did he suddenly stop caring about the team, or did he listen to his his general manager and say, "Hey, listen, we don't have to spend fifteen million dollars on Brian McCann because I got a guy to come up here." For $500,000 and can mash home runs. You should. I, I'll say it again. And guess what they're making a ton of money off of, too? Aaron Judge jersey sales. Yeah. yeah. They weren't making that off of Carl's Beltran jerseys. Listen, you should. I'll say it again. You Number should 99. be ecstatic. Yes. At where this, this payroll sits. Thing. And how talented this team is. How talented they are. Is this year a winner bust? As far as expectation goes, absolutely. My minimum level of success for the Yankees in 2019 is an American League championship. Absolutely. Is it win or bust in that sense? Absolutely. We're expecting it all. But if they don't win this year, does that mean that over the next four years they can't still do it? No. Absolutely not. I had somebody tell me the other day that the Yankees don't win in 2019. Their window is closed. No, that is... But that's the thing, man. That's what we're talking about right now. That's why all these people are flipping out. They think that just because this is our year, that this is supposed to be the year, means that this is it. It is the complete opposite. It is not it. This is when the Yankees go onto the field in 2019 and they are no longer rebuilding. That's all this is. It's very difficult. I don't care if you have the best team in the world. It's so difficult to win a World Series. You don't just you don't just win a World Series by purchasing every player that you want that's available. You still have to win games. You still have to go out there and be a team. This team is expected now to do what they're supposed to do and win at least a pennant. But if they don't, it can still happen. These guys are young, they're talented, they're energized, and they're hungry to win, especially after last year. If you had to pick one team in baseball that has the greatest window for the next five years, from this year till year five... It's not even a question. It's the New York Yankees. It's not a question. We could be having the same debates next year and still expect a World Series yep. and the year after that and the year after that yep, and the year yep, after that. Yep, yep. So I hope that everybody takes the, what do we spend, 15, 20 minutes on this? Just listen. If you don't listen to any of our other podcasts for the rest of the entire year, just play this last 15, 20 minutes on a loop. Over and Every over. time that you want to send me your charts and your graphs, just play this over and over again mm-hmm. because I just have a lowly business degree from some jerk-off William Patterson University in northern New Jersey, so what the hell do I know, right? Right, right. Okay? Right. And it took me True. five minutes to connect all the dots and and uh, cross off all the all the T's, right? It took but you me five didn't minutes. officially report it, so it took me five minutes to figure all that out. You know, right? You're right. And yeah. I know there's people out there that are way smarter than me, but they right. still can't figure this out. Mm. Well, 
they're more respected than you and me. You know? All right. So the Yankees did spend some money last night. They signed Zach Britton. Zach Britton is back. It's a very interesting contract. Here. Are you all right over there? Yeah, sorry. I have to. Wor- I sometimes I worry about you. I don't know if you're doing a bit or you're, you're you know, like you're, you're having. It just goes into a trans. You right, can't get right, out of. Right, yeah, ten ninety nine. It's three years for thirty nine million dollars, but uh, the Yankees there's a fourth year option. The Yankees have to pick up the option after the second year of the contract, or it allows Britain to opt out of the contract after the second year, and the option year is worth. 14, I believe it's $14 million. They said 16. I think I might have been wrong about that one. I told you last night. So it's a little bit less than So that. because it's it's 14, because of the second year option where the Yankees have to decide then, does that does that make the opt-out um, penalty disappear? If the Yankees don't opt out, he plays the third year. Do the Yankees owe him Anything like you know how Gardner, if they didn't, there's no buy. As far as I there's know, there's no, no buyout, buyout option. No, so that was actually a nice move on both parts. It's it either really opt was. out. It's either the Yankees uh, pick up the option, which instead of, I think this is what they gave him instead of a buyout option, uh, buyout clause, is they gave him the option to opt out. Right. Okay. Britain's deal includes both the club option and a potential player opt out. Wow. Yankees can exercise a fourth year after 2020 worth 14 mil. Uh, if the team chooses not to trigger the option, Britain can opt out of his deal. At which point, he'll have made twenty six million. And if neither it's a side great deal on both yeah. sides, and if neither side does that, then he plays the third year for thirteen million dollars, and then they go to the separate. And here's ways. and right. here's what that does: it incentivizes Britain to have a good second year, and not and not just put all the pressure on him to have a good third year. It really puts pressure on him during the middle of his contract. To keep producing and and hopefully the where he could be the closer of this yeah, team. Absolutely, right. it's a very realistic possibility that Zach Britton is the closer of the Yankees and in guys, 2020. If Zach Britton shows up as Zach Britton again this year, he's one of the best in baseball. Think about this bullpen right now. If Zach Britton is back to Zach Britton, and then Batanzas and Chapman, the Yankees are going to be they're going to be devastating. And, from and seventh inning on. and we gotta yeah. we gotta expect more out of Chad Green this year. And you still got Chad Green out there, and, and Jonathan and Holder. Jonathan Holder, and they still have high hopes for Stephen Tarpley. Jonathan and, Tarpley, Stephen, <laughs> and they're not done uh, negotiating with Adam Adovino. I think they're trying to get him into a certain price range. You know what the Yankees did? They really they solidified their bullpen. They I still think they they should get Adovino. I think they should do anything they can to get him. But they really solidified their bullpen to have. They, they have guys now that if they're losing in a tight game, that you still have some guys that you can throw out there that you're confident in and still have guys like Britton, Chapman, Batances for, for the games that are, you know, that you're looking to win and, and close it out. Can so, we have, I forgot to mention this when we were talking about Troy Tulowitzki. Can we have a moment of silence, please? Sure. I know. I know where you're taking this. Uh, the casualty of Troy Tulowitzki joining the New York Yankees is uh, A.J. Cole. He has uh, been designated for assignment. Bye-bye. So uh, Linus does not have his blanket this season. Right. Bye-bye. I'm a, you, you know, everybody that listens knows that we're big Boone guys, but he had to take that away from him. You think him. that was his toughest decision yet <laughs> with the Yankees? No, Boone, like seeing that, they like, DFA'd Cole. Was he upset over I don't it? Think he, I don't think he had a call on that. Though. I think he just meant... Was he didn't that, have a call? Was that, <laughs> he didn't have the call on that. Was that 
tough was that the toughest thing he's had to deal with since being manager like mm. he probably had to tell him though call uh, him in the office maybe i'm sure he was a part of it hand in his playbook I don't like know, in, hard knocks. in the uh, in the off season, don't you just get a text for something like that? Yeah, he, honestly, he, yeah. <laughs> he probably found out through Twitter. <laughs> AJ, uh, this is Cash. AJ, this is Cash. You're done. Goodbye. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure someone had it on Twitter before the Yankees even. That's how a lot of players find out. I yeah. think Ian Kinsler was vacationing in Hawaii or something, and he found out he was traded. It's <laughs> awful. <laughs> so the other side of uh, Britain coming to the Yankees is that. David Robertson is not a Yankee anymore. He signed a two-year, $23 million deal with uh, the Phillies. The $23 million includes uh, $2 million guaranteed to him if the club does not pick up his third-year option. I'm, I, I don't ever want to say I'm happy to see David Robertson go. He's been one of my favorite Yankees every, every year that he's been here. But we had that feeling. We've had it all offseason that his time was up with this team, whether it be with the whole playoff share thing or whatever, the Yankees just never showed that genuine interest. Because at that price, wouldn't you think it would almost be a slam dunk to bring him back? It really, he got so underpaid in my opinion. He got the same contract that uh, Adam, Adam Miller, uh, Andrew Miller got two twenty three with the third year option. Same contract. Yeah. But Andrew Miller was, has also been proven to not stay on the field the last couple of years. I understand that, but either either of those guys at those numbers, I mean, I, I thought they would have been slam dunks for the Yankees, which shows you that A, the Yankees aren't weren't confident about Miller's health because they requested his medical information right. early in the all they season. Did, yep. <clears throat> and Mark Feinstein was on with Francesa earlier in the week, uh, and Mike asked him about is right. the real reason that Robertson isn't here right now because of the playoff shirt thing. And Feinstein kind of made it sound like it, it wasn't a big deal at all. Like, that's I'm not. I'm sure it wasn't. I'm honestly, I'm sure it wasn't. But at that point, though, is it because the Yankee. It doesn't. If the Yankees are still in and out of Vino, it's not. The Yankee. It's not to me. See, here's how I would think about it the Yankees targeted Britain as their top priority for the right. bullpen, right? right? So they got him. So if that was the only reliever they wanted to sign this year, then yeah, it makes sense that they let Robertson go and they didn't really show much interest in uh, Miller. But they're still in on Adovino. So it's be- they wanted to sign two relievers. Yeah, they want to they make sure that money is free. They, they weren't going right. to spend it but on here's, Robertson but or here, Miller. But mm-hmm. to me, isn't it less of a risk to bring back Robertson than Adam Adovino? To me, absolutely. Um, I don't know, but at, especially at that money that they're for two years. Him. But how old is is Adovino? He's older, isn't he? Is a little he? bit older. He's been around for a few years. Britain is younger than him. Oh Britain. no, I'm talking. I'm talking. Uh, David Robertson. He's turning 34 this year. Who? David Robertson. No, I'm saying compared Adovino's to 33. Oh wow! And isn't Robertson turning thirty four this year? Or is he? I thought Adovino was a little no, bit younger. So yeah, I mean, I so guess you're going to have to. You're give, right. You're going to give him a two or three year. Con- D. Rob also thirty three. Okay. Wow. So yeah, you're right in that sense. I guess I agree. He'll be thirty four at the start of the year. Ottavino will be thirty four at the I end. I think of the, the Yankees year. were just ready to part ways. I really do. I think that's just what it comes down to. Not based off performance, though. No. No. So that even though I find Sands. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. I think it was more they really wanted to sign Britain first. And whoever was available after they got Britain was going to be who they that targeted. Could, that could definitely be. Like, I think Robertson would have been someone that they were going to try and get, but not until after Britain was signed. But if the whole point was to sign two guys, why does it matter what order it came in? 
Because I, I, if you have a top priority, you're going based off your plan. If Britain's your top priority, you're seeing what you're spending on him and then who else is available. If if at that point they get Britain and then you have Robertson and Adovino available, then you're then you're really weighing your options in that sense. You're not weighing any options until you get your guy that you want. And that yeah, but now Britain. they have no options. It's either Adovino or stay internally. Right. So you go get out of Vino. Okay. And that's what they're trying to do. It's funny, though, that you think about it, that the Yankees aren't even talking about Craig Kimbrell. It, it nah. is, honestly, that you why could, did I? Th- why in my head did I think Kimbrell went somewhere? He didn't. He's still Do you for- get Ottavino just, just so the Red Sox are forced to sign Craig Kimbrell? Because they need to make a bullpen move, the Red Sox. Somebody argued with me on Twitter yesterday because I said that as the team stand currently, the Yankees are more complete than the Boston I was, Red Sox. You know, they I'm are. so happy you said that. I was going to tweet something like that, and I just didn't feel like dealing with all the people that were going to come at me. In no way will I sit here and say the Yankees are more talented. And this was before Britain signed, and right. I still felt that because way. Because until the Yankees can beat the Red Sox, they are not more talented. The Red Sox <clears> have earned that. However... If you're talking about a complete balanced team, I thought of this just last night. If you really want to break it down, the Yankees are a much more complete team than they are. Don't forget, the Red Sox also lost Joe Kelly. I mean, he's not the greatest bullpen guy, but who do they have in their bullpen? That's what I said. I said that to somebody last night, and I said, you as Yankee fans, we laugh at Joe Kelly and Craig Kimbrell, but they're still really good relief pitchers. And that was your closer and your, your top setup guy. Off of a World Series team, and they're not there anymore. No, and and Joe Kelly had a great postseason. I mean, he was he was a yeah. big part of that. He's World a sucker Series. punch. He's a sucker punching biatch. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. But he didn't win that fight, but no. I give him credit for. And then and then you have yeah. look. You want to you want to have uh, question picture. marks in our starting rotation? They have plenty also. You don't know the health of Chris Sale. He he was really hurting last year. David Price stepped up and showed some assumption in did, the postseason. But, but, but is he's that going to last? He's I mean, still is sucks. that still blows. is he going to let that carry over? Who knows? Rick Porcello's hit and miss. He is, mm-hmm. and, and then you got Ed, Eduardo Rodriguez, Rodriguez who, who he's yeah. a four or five. You starter. know what though? Right. Eduardo Rodriguez, his biggest upside is that he he beats the Yankees. The Yankees don't hit him well. That's <laughs> he, yeah, but he doesn't throw strikes either. He no, has tr- no. trouble throwing strikes. And then Evaldi, I, they're, they're, he's going to be their closer this year. But again, we talked about it on our end where... they. I'm telling you, you might be right, but I don't I don't think that that was their... You just can't. You just can't, they in my opinion. they don't go out and get a top-flight reliever, and which there are Where are they going to get a starter from then? They need right. another, huh? Yeah, you man, I don't know. You, I just I'm, don't see I don't know. it realistically that Evaldi goes into the bullpen after what he did last year. I think he has earned, if he wants to be a starting pitcher, he has earned the right to prove that he can stay healthy. I honestly think he'd be unhittable as a closer. But I just <laughs> yeah, I don't he would think be. that was the Red Sox thought process. I don't know. We'll see. But again, we're not asking all these questions about the Yankees right now. Who's going to be the closer? If if our starter becomes a closer, who's going to start? The only question we really have right now is, is CC going to be healthy in 2019, at least to start the year? That's the big. That is truly the biggest question mark that we have right now. Even if they don't get Machado, are we questioning who's going to play third? Are we questioning mm-hmm. right now who's going to play shortstop? No. I mean, that's it. Is it it? That, to me? That's the only question mark is who's going to be the fifth starter? Well, 
I I didn't say that necessarily. I said the question mark lies on if CeCe's going to be healthy. Because, because Gary Sanchez do. can't catch a baseball. Oh, right. Yeah. And Miguel Andujar has stone hands right. at third base. Well, and, I was trying to segue into... And, I know what you're doing, but, it, I, I, but I'm just... Luke Voigt is a is a he he what's that uh that song steal my sunshine steal my sunshine <laughs> you are my sunshine no, <laughs> no that's my not it only sunshine that's not it remember you make remember, me happy okay forget it I was going uh, down the road of one hit wonders when Sunny Gray uh, Greg Bird <laughs> is terrible at everything that he does in right. life uh, Brett Gardner needs a wheelchair right. to get uh, around. What? No, I don't. Uh, John Carlos Stanton uh, sucks. sucks. He just sucks. He's absolutely he terrible. Sucks. He's, he strikes out. So we have sucks. a. I mean, and uh, I've had people tell me that Aaron Judge can't be the face of the Yankees because he strikes out too much. Right. That, um, that's actually accurate. Yep. So I mean, there's a lot of question marks. Yeah, a lot of them. Well, Luis let, Severino's not an ace. Right. James Paxton's injury true. prone. That's true. Uh, Jay Happ holds back the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Uh, Masa Ten- uh, Masahiro Tanaka's elbow is going to fall off. Someone told me the other day Tanaka should have been traded. I said, um, have you not watched the last two years of postseasons when he's I mean, been the only not, pitcher who's lights out? Outside of the out? regular season in have 2017, you have you not watched any game that he ever pitched? Seriously, I mean, just go get a life somewhere else, please. Uh, Aroldis Chapman has a bad knee. Dallin Batances can't close. Zach Britton uh, is a bum. Our payroll sucks. Yes. We're like eighth. There's a lot You're of right, questions. bro. You're right. I shouldn't marks. have said something so so um, idiotic as I just did. I apologize. I, I what is it? Redact? Retract? You, re- redact? you redacted. I redact redacted. my statement. I there redacted. are plenty of question marks. <laughs> but if CC isn't healthy, who's our option? Well, this was kind of a little bit of news that came out after the Tulowitzki. Uh, signing when the Yankees officially announced it that the Yankees are a little bit more concerned about CeCe's angioplasty heart condition which I thought they should have been right from the start I mean it's heart surgery then right uh, they maybe initially let on that Cashman has uh, kind of backtracked a little bit about trading Sonny Gray his uh, let me bring up his exact quote here um Sonny, this is from Brian Hoke. Sonny Gray could come to spring training as a Yankee, as Brian Cashman said. Our intention is still to move Sonny Gray and <laughs> relocate him when we get the proper return, whether that happens in the winter, the spring, or sometime during the season. And then he goes on to say that uh, CC's health has also now given him, quote, pause about trading Sonny Gray. Okay, don't you think that's a, a, even more of a slap in the face? <laughs> yeah. That statement? Like, hey, Sonny, listen, we really want to relocate you. That was a great word by Cashman. We <laughs> really want to relocate you, and we hate you, and we don't want you to pitch, but you're you know, probably... CC has a heart attack and die. You're probably you know? still our best option if CC's not available right now. <clears throat> you know, if the big man's heart can't go... But don't worry, we're still going to trade we're you. We're still trade. trying to get you out of here, because you cannot pitch at Yankee Stadium, and you're the boulder that keeps falling back on us, but... If we're we need you, we're you. probably going to keep you, okay? Is, Until we trade you. Is Sonny Gray <laughs> a good option if CC Sabathia not able to start? I will say this, and I say this genuinely from the bottom of my heart. If Sonny Gray is still on this team next season and the Yankees feel he's the best option if CC isn't healthy, I will never, ever disagree with the Yankees more in my life than, hmm. than that. 
I think after everything that's been said, it take away what he's done no, over no. the last couple you of years. You said the most important thing there, everything that's been said. Right. Take away everything he's done on the field. Everything that's been said at this point to then just expect this guy to go back out there and to and to be your best option at that point. I'm sorry. The the bridge is burned. The bridge is burned. It needs to it, he needs to go. If Brian Cashman and I said this a hundred times and I'll say it again, if Brian Cashman never said any of the things he said about Sonny Gray in the offseason and then decided he wanted to keep him here as insurance, his sixth man, pitch out of the bullpen. I had no problem with it. Yeah. Absolutely and none. Be, and listen, you we'd still all be frustrated if CC was injured and, and Gray was in the starting rotation to start twenty nineteen, but it would be a lot more logical. And and at this point, after all of that, it just can't happen. We've said it how many times? It just can't. You cannot say all these things about a guy and then expect him to perform at any type of uh, representative level for you. No. Especially no. a guy that kind of has shown signs that uh, he's maybe not meant kind mentally of. there to pitch for New York. I don't want to equate it to being verbally abused in a marriage, but like, let's say, you know, you were talking to your wife and you, you know, like you suck at cooking. You can't clean my house. We're going to get a divorce. I don't know if it's going to be right now. (laughs) I'm going to relocate you to another husband. Uh, Yeah. Relocate. You you never, you never do anything with the kids. When's the last time you changed the Uh, diaper? You're like a boulder and I just can't. And then, and then you, and then, all of a and sudden, then, you're you're gonna expect her to have sex with you, and then you no. have, and then you have open heart surgery, yeah, and you can't move Your and do any of those things. A and little you go, limited. Yeah. You go, you know what, babe? I'm, yeah, you do. I'm still you gonna get you the fuck out of here. I'm not. But I'm not gonna turn back on my word because I'm I that still, kind of guy. I still hate you, but, but I might keep you around for a couple more months. Is that now. okay? Like if I didn't just have and I surgery. really want you to do a good job on all your housework too. Like and yeah. you know and keep it up. Keep up. Try try. Help please, me out. please. Yeah, I said please. please, please. Like you still suck. You're still a bitch. Yeah. I still hate your guts. You still don't clean the house. Every time you cook, I want to friggin' throw up. And I don't want my kids anywhere near you. <laughs> but could you occasionally come in here and lay with me in bed? And do some wifely things, but when I feel better, I'm gonna throw you the hell out of here. Right. That's exactly what Brian Cashman really is saying is. to Sonny Gray right now. It really is. That, was, in a ma- that was a little deep. That like went extensive, but yeah, it, it is really. I mean, you really you what the listeners did just now is they put themselves in the wife's shoes, which is Sonny Gray, which is Sonny Gray, yeah. right? And they really felt it, and I felt your aggression there. And yeah, no, they said, "Wow, how could that? How could that wife want to stay with with that husband?" Sonny's listening all, to this. Who right said now. all that? What's he saying? Chris? And that's exactly what Sonny Gray said. And he's saying, "Well, you know, Brian told me that uh, you know <laughs> I was really a, I was a boulder that came down, and I really sucked here. But uh, now he needs me, so I'm going to go out there, and I think I'll have my best stuff as long as uh, Austin Roman's catching me. But <laughs> you know, it's not going to happen." If Sonny Gray takes the ball, and I'm sorry, and I don't blame the guy. If Sonny Gray takes the ball for this team, you know what I what I would be thinking? Fuck this. Yeah. Honestly, I'm being used at this point. He's being used yeah. because they need him. 
You can't, as a general manager, and I'm sorry, I love Brian Cashman, but you can't make those statements and then backtrack. You just cannot do it. No, I came. I tweeted it the other day. It would be a major, major blunder on his part to bring this guy to Tampa, to have Sonny Gray stroll in with his gym bag. Hey, guys, I'm here. <laughs> right. Hey you can't do it. That's a great point. That's a great it's, way honestly, to look at you it. you just can't. You cannot do it. You, no, it's... And, it, but you know no, what? No. Let's think of it. Let's let's uh, okay. take all that into consideration. Gray can't be here. Who's your next guy? Who is it? Herman? Ugh. Chance Adams? You know, here's a guy we don't talk about when we think about where the Yankees are going to go for bullpen options. <laughs> Domingo Herman should be a bullpen arm. His stuff is really good. Really good. Yeah. I don't think people understand how good it really is. Hey, don't forget about Loisica as well. Uh, you know what? I would I would honestly... Loisica needs to stay a full year in AAA, in AAA. and learn how to be yeah. a starting pitcher. But here's my thing. I like him, though. And, like and that's a great point by you. That's I think that's part of the reason why the Yankees had their eyes on Zach Britton. And until that happened, they weren't going to go elsewhere because maybe they are thinking Domingo Herman can be a bullpen guy if all else fails. Maybe. You I know mean, what the Yankees? If need? you're thinking it, it, you gotta assume Cashman's thinking it. How many guys are are in a bullpen? Seven or eight? What do they usually Yankees carry? Yankees carry thirteen pitchers. Five of them are starters. So then oh, eight, eight, eight bullpen arms. What do you think the bullpen's gonna be? Well, you got your you got Britain, Batances, Chapman, Green, Holder. That's five, right? And you have three uh, more spots. Who Tarpley's probably gonna get a I spot? I would go Tarpley. Um, Steven or Jonathan. Whichever one the Yankees want to yeah, bring up, you gotta they'll figure that part out. And I'm sure I don't know. They'll probably uh, maybe Sessa could be a long guy. We gotta be we gotta be forgetting about people. No, no. Who are we missing? Did we say Chad Green? I think so. We'll we'll get back to this. I'll write it all out. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I know Chris isn't gonna like this, but the Yankees have kept tabs on what Adam Warren is doing this offseason. I don't, but. Listen, just because I've never been a big Adam Warren fan doesn't mean I wouldn't be happy about that. If you're telling me that they're going to possibly bring Adam Warren back, I can't say that that's a bad idea. It's just not. This team needs bull- this team still needs more bullpen arms. Adam Warren has has always been if, you know, I may not think he's always the greatest, but he's always at least been reliable. Yeah, he's a reliable guy. He is. So I'm not going to sit here and be unhappy if they bring him back. Yeah, we didn't miss anybody. Well, uh, we didn't miss anyone. We gotta be. We gotta be okay. Cole. Was well, one here's of the, guys. the two spots we're missing. Adam. Adam Cole. I'm thinking about Adavino. No. Um, uh, AJ Cole. AJ Cole and um, Robertson from last year. Those are that's what right. fell out the bullpen. But Tarpley right wasn't there all year. He, yeah. Well, that's still a guy that's there now. Did they know. only? Well, they have. You like know Warren. what? The Yankees. The Yankees actually only had seven relievers for a while, I want to say. Mostly, yeah. Because they had Torres and uh, someone else up here with Wade, I think. And then you had Walker and all them. So for a well, while, a lot, it could have yeah. just been seven guys. They, they, they rotated. A lot of times, they only had three bench Sonny guys. Gray was in the bullpen for yeah, a while. That's, that's true, too. Sonny Gray's another guy that was in the right, bullpen. Right, right, so. right, 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 right. So yeah, I mean they gotta they gotta fill those spots. Canely, Tommy Canely. Oh, Canely, there you go. Yeah, but he was he's that's another guy. That, yeah. That's a he's a major wild card for this yeah. team. In, yeah. in 2019. Yeah, but you know what? I what Domingo Herman could be a great option. That's a great call. What are the Yankees' options if CC can't start the season, or if he, God forbid, this is way worse than any of us thought, and he just decides to retire? Oh, jeez. 
What are the Yankees' options? That's where a guy like Lance Lynn would mm-hmm. come in. I, I'm not even saying OGs on on because I'm a Yankee. I'm saying it that would just be awful for CC. Oh yeah, in general. But mm-hmm. I not that you want to give Lance Lynn three years, but a guy like that, you know he would have been. A but you know what? We've guy. had Chance Adams. He's he's clearly just not going anywhere. He did show signs that he could be a, a competent fifth starter for us right now. Why not give him a shot? I'm, you know what? I'm, I would, I'm done with Luis Sessa, bro. I'm done watching him. Why not give him a chance? A chance. A yeah, real I chance. could honestly see that being the case. Because if you're the Yankees, you're really just trying to get through the first three months of the season with your fifth starter. That's all you're doing. And then you're going to go make a trade mm-hmm. at, in July. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It just can't, it cannot, it just, I can't stress this enough. It cannot be Sonny Gray. It no. can't. And I honestly, I don't even hold much, much merit behind what uh, Cashman's saying with it. I just, I just see it as him stalling to get this deal done. And is it just mind it, games where he's yeah. like, he's like, hey guys, like if you don't give me what I want, I'll just keep him. No, yeah, care. no, I don't it, care, that's guys. exactly what it is. I mean. They're at a need now. The Yankees have a little bit more leverage to say, I'm not giving him up for nothing. I don't even have a fifth starter right now. I don't, I, you know, he's going to be my fifth starter. So if you don't give me what I want, I'm not just throwing him out at you. I, I think that's all this is. All right. Before we wrap up the show, uh, this did come out yesterday that uh, Brian Hoke tweeted it. Let's, let's, let, there was another piece of information here too, if I could find it real quick. On who? What do you, oh, uh, the Yankees were awarded another option on Domingo Herman. I don't know how that works, but, he has another option now. And um, Sessa, maybe they traded options. They took one away from Sessa. And gave that them. would be fine with me. But I don't know. I don't think it actually works like that. But uh, Herman has an extra option, and Luis Sessa is now out of options. So finally. When, finally. <laughs> when is Luis Sessa no longer a Yankee? Very soon. No, not very soon. Very dude. soon. After his first appearance, like he'll he'll get shelled no. after they announce Zach Britton. You think he's going to be the, the he's you think he'll be designated for Zach Britton? Yes. What's your call? Who else is going to be? Yeah, I am going to pull I, up the I don't 40, know. Man. They gave they gave up there was a couple names like uh that guy Tim Locastro. I don't know how much the Yankees have a need for him. He's on the 40 man. Yeah. I mean, I don't. No, I you know, mean, they we do, don't want. They do need a need. They do have a need for him, though, because what's our outfield depth right now? Do we know if Clint Frazier is definitely going to be healthy? Do we know that Ellsbury is going to be healthy? You're going down a bad path right there if you're going to say the Yankees need outfielders and name Tim Locastro while these people are screaming about Bryce Harper. But what, what about, I'm saying, uh, but what I'm saying is he's not as expendable as you think. They got him for a reason last year, and that reason still. Is still there right now, bro. Come on, these guys are a dime a dozen. So, I mean, if you really need to go down that route, I'm sure they could find somebody. I think it's got to be, be Ben Luis Heller. Sessa. I mean, we don't want it to happen because we be have Heller. a relationship with the guy. But we, you know, Ben Heller is an option. Who's Joe Harvey? He's another option. He's out of options. Harvey. What about Kyle Higashioka? I don't know. I guess that again, could definitely happen. Yeah. But uh, he does he have he might have options left and the, you know you can always use a third catcher with major league experience. But here's my thing, Luis Sessa doesn't have options, so Domingo has got to start on Acevedo. No, he, why would the Yankees get rid of him? No, he's friggin' phenomenal. I'm just throwing names out there. Listen, Sessa can start in the minor leagues, correct? But if they call him up, that's it. The only way he goes bye bye is where did if he they finish DFA the season? Tyro Estrada. Tyro no, these are guys all with options, so the Yankees have no yeah. no need to get rid of them. So then it's going to be Ben Heller. If Sessa finished 
the season on the major league roster, which I think he did. He cannot be sent back down without being designated. And then that that to me, it's got to be him because we have too many guys that we just named that deserve that deserve a chance now over him because I'm done. I'm done with him. We've been done with him for three years now. So get get him out of here. You know ship, ship him of, with Sonny Gray. I'm getting out of this studio right now. Okay. I think it's going to be, unfortunately, Ben Heller. Really? Yeah. Then why? I mean, why tender him a contract? Did because you have right? to do because these things will have deadlines, so you have to do things at certain mm. times. You know. Uh, if, but if he's truly like your next in line, if he's that high up on the on the totem pole of guys you're just going to release off the forty man, why do it? Because here's another, here we go back to it. Why did the Yankees sign Tulowitzki? Because it gives you insurance in case, you know, Machado doesn't sign. But Same why thing. If the Yankees, maybe they see something in Heller, but now they have Britain, maybe they don't see it. But why not, why not take three guys that you truly see as guys that you're just going to get rid of to clear up space and not tender them a contract? Because, Why not just do that? Because at the time they maybe they thought they needed him. Mm. Now they maybe don't think they need him anymore. You have to take these things in order as they happen. It's like you were saying with David Robertson, like the, oh, the Yankees will sign him now, but he's gone because their priority was Zach Britton. So, excuse me, maybe if they sign if Machado agreed to a deal three weeks ago, maybe Toolwitz he's not here. You have to take these things in order that they happen. Yeah, right. So when they had to tender these guys' contracts, you know Heller was a priority because they didn't have guys in their bullpen. You right. You're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. You know what I would feel really right about? Getting a nice five-star review to kick off the new year wow. on iTunes. I agree. Same. I agree. Especially after this episode. You can't sit here, if you're still listening, and tell me that this wasn't one of the best episodes that you've heard. Very educational episode. Yeah, Seriously. I was going to say that. Seriously. Very educational. I learned a lot. This is way this this educate this was a better education than you know the education I got in college. Like if I was a Yankee fan and I was like, "Ooh, look at this chart! Look at this chart, guys!" They owe us money. And I and I listened to this, I'd be like, "Wow, I'm smart now." Right. NYY Sports Talk really gave me an education. I agree. They really do care about this team, the Steinbrenners. I really. That's what we. That's our. That's always our hope, right? That everyone walks away and says, "Wow." I never thought, but really, all mm-hmm. they're doing is leaving this and going. These guys fucking idiots. Yeah. They yeah, think they that just because they, they need to spend more money. They're wrong. They're wrong. Now I won't disagree with anybody that says that the ultimate bottom line for Hal is making money, but it comes. Uh, shouldn't it be? I mean, <laughs> but it comes hand in hand with winning. Hey guys, I'm going to start a business, but I, I want to promise you, and I want to promise you. Making money isn't going to be my top priority. It'd be like okay, then you're an awful owner. Sorry, especially in baseball because it's such a long year. If you are bad, fans will not show up. It's not like basketball. Like the Knicks, they've been bad for a decade now, but people still go there every single night because of the you know it's the well, guard or whatever. It. The Giants have like been bad for five years now, right? Mm-hmm. But that's different. There's only eight. That's games. what I'm saying. That's what I'm going to his point. The Giants have been bad for how long now? The stadium's filled every Sunday. Yep. Right, because there's only eight times to go see your mm-hmm. team. Now you got 82 times to see your team. You get you get your fill of the season out in April, and you're like, "This team sucks. I don't, I don't care yes. for the rest of the yeah. year." And outside of look at Baltimore, look at Camden <coughs> Yards. It was a joke this year. 
but they would, I, they would have to, to they would have to declare bankruptcy if it wasn't so close to New York. And then think, they think of it like this the too. And yeah, the awesome. Knicks yeah. still fill up the Garden, right? How many of those fans aren't Knicks fans? They're fans of the other team playing, right? That's the first thing. Second thing is they play half the amount of games at home. And the third thing is how many fans does an arena hold? Yeah, not twenty thousand. 22,000? We're talking about double that at Yankee right. Stadium, pretty much. They have to produce a good team. That's Hell's top priority because making money is his biggest priority because it should be. It should be. If it's not, then he's an awful owner. Awful. Yeah, for basketball, it's 19,800. People just think they s- it, that you have a Yankee uh, emblem on your, on your shirt and money just flows in. No, it doesn't work that way. Never will. Because there, honestly, you said this earlier, and before we wrap up, you should touch on it just a quick second. Think about if this team went through a real rebuild where they were like truly bad oh. and lost 90, 95 games for three or four years. And you can't sit here and tell me that the Yankees didn't have that in the back of their minds where when they, re- when they let go of all those guys in 16... In the back of their mind, they weren't thinking in 17 they were going to be in Game 7 of the ALCS. This happened because they got the right guys. They nurtured some other guys that they already had. And they came up and they did something that doesn't just happen to every team. They came up and produced in a major way. I've never seen it happen. If you injected Brian Cashman with truth serum... He would he would never tell you that he expected to be a contender. I think he's almost said that in his own way. Where he's he said you can never expect a team to go that far after what you just did, but they did, they did do it. So we'll close the show out on this little little you know math equation here. In case you checked out during the twenty minute preamble there, from my you know lowly business degree from my North Jersey college, right? You're a business owner, right? Got it. You're a business owner. If you don't make money. What's the one thing you don't have anymore? A business. business. Oh, (laughs) right. And you have to sell a product or provide a service to make money, money, especially in New York. So what you're telling me is if the Yankees don't win, fans won't continue to spend $20 on tickets or up to $1,000 on tickets and $40 to park and Ten dollars for a beer and fifty dollars on food before they even sit in their seat. We live in New Jersey, right? How much money, without not including the ticket price, how much money are we spending out of pocket before we even step foot in Yankee Stadium? Okay, ready? Let's do it. Seventy bucks. Fifteen bucks to cross the bridge. Right? Okay. There's fifteen there. Forty dollars to park. So we're out fifty-five dollars before we even step foot in Yankee and Stadium. That's okay. More gas then, money. Then you wait in this in the heat in the summertime on a line that's obnoxious to get into the stadium christian's a little dehydrated we need to get a couple waters oh but they don't have the regular size bottles of waters they have the really big size where they can charge you six dollars for a water right so why don't we and while we're up here and we waited on this line christian why don't we get a pretzel and a hot dog maybe even some chicken fingers and fries i don't know it depends on the day by the time we sit in our seats we're spending a hundred dollars and that's not even including how much it costs for me to put my ass in that seat right Mm -hmm. and why am i doing that because you want to go see your team win a ball game yeah. And now I'm not saying I won't go to games if they're bad. I will go to less games Absolutely. if they're bad. It's not going to be a priority right. for you to spend that kind of money on a team that 
isn't producing. Since I've been with my wife, we have a tradition that we... <laughs> and here, oh, wait, I just want to cut you off because I just want to say they could lose 162 games. Are you still watching as many games as you would if they won 100? You're, you still are. Maybe You're not as watching. Many. It's hard. It would be hard to really get yourself of course, invested but in the what game I'm in trying, September. But the point I'm trying to make is... You might not finish watching as many games right. if they're that bad. But, but my you, point I'm trying to make turn, is... Tune them in. Just because we're saying we wouldn't put ourselves in the seats as much doesn't mean that we're fair-weather fans. No. It just means that spending money to go do that wouldn't in a, a world in a no. world that is so expensive wouldn't be a priority to us. So as I was saying, since I've been with my wife, we've been together this will be 13 40, 45 years. Jesus years Christ. Much. We've been together 13 65 years. years you two? Yeah, right. Uh, okay. Every the first Saturday home game that the Yankees play, we go to. Uh-huh. Okay? Every year. Okay. Every year. Okay. There's been some years where it's been an exception because of whatever, and we'll go to the, the next one, or we'll go on Sunday or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That might, if they're bad, if they're truly bad, not putting money into this team and not caring about winning, <laughs> might, might be, be the, the only game, game I go to all year. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think that's the case. So I'll go to... Or, you know, if they're having a good giveaway, like I'll go to a bobblehead day. But that might be it. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call Chris up on a random Wednesday and be like, hey, bro, want to go to the game tonight? And it's not because you're not a good fan. It's because there's a lot of other things in life when you take it into perspective that are way more important than a game. But that kind of gets clouded when your team is winning and you want to be a part of it and you spend that kind of money to be there. And the only way that fans go out of their way to do that is if this team is relevant and they have never been more relevant in our lifetime other than when they had that dynasty. But we haven't had that in a long time. This is the most relevant they've been in 20 years. Money and winning go hand in hand. That's what people need. They always will. They have to understand that. Hal doesn't care about winning. Okay, maybe he... Maybe he doesn't. And that's not the first and foremost thing on his mind. But what is he? What's the one thing that he wants to do more than anything? Make money. And how's he going to do that? By winning. Okay, that's it. Thank you for listening to episode ninety-four of the NYY Sports Talk podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Stat guy, rise. Say what you always say. Go Yanks. And Chris, say goodbye. <laughs>